Mum As You Are is a place for self-compassionate reflection to use what you have within you right now as you are perfectly imperfect to find your way through motherhood. I'm Dr Erin Bauer, clinical and perinatal psychologist, author of More Than a Healthy Baby, course creator and mum of two. This is my second podcast, welcome if you've followed me over from my birth trauma work. This current podcast offering is bite-sized, unfancy and unplanned. A roadmap for finding your way back to self-compassion and how to replace numbing and escapism with true, meaningful fun. I talk about motherhood as an identity and an institution, perinatal mental health and patriarchy, parental burnout and numbing. The core message is to practice the question, I wonder. Instead of judging ourselves and engaging in comparisonitis, we simply ask ourselves, I wonder. I wonder. So it's coming up to the time where my kids have their birthdays two days apart and I also have my wedding anniversary in that week as well. So that's two wedding anniversaries, my 10th and my 12th, where we were waiting on a baby. <laughs> he didn't quite want to be born yet. Um, but I thought, you know, like this is the week where I start thinking about like back to their births and what tools helped and what I thought about it and all that kind of stuff. I've spent a lot of time talking and thinking about my births because I teach birth trauma. It's a big part of the work I've done, but this is a little bit different. So I thought I it would be interesting, maybe fun, because someone was asking me about um, hypnobirthing recently, um, a client who's pregnant, and I thought, well, this is something I used to teach, right? So I used to teach hypnobirthing through Hypnobirthing Australia, through their program, and that was an easy kind of segue for me as a clinical psychologist because I trained in it I couldn't just be that person who did it for myself I wanted to actually train in it and I thought well if it works for me and I try it out on myself as a guinea pig then I will add that to my practice and help other people through it and if it doesn't work then well you know it doesn't work whatever that means but um so I didn't just take it as a participant I actually trained in it and I taught that for a number of years in, particularly after I just had my kids um, when I wasn't quite ready to go back to psych work or other things yet. So that's kind of something I taught on the weekends mostly um, and I loved it and it was so much fun. I just kind of couldn't keep doing all the things and I couldn't keep working on weekends. So it's something that's sort of been part of my journey and talking about perinatal psychology and mental health. But I thought it would be interesting because I, there's still tools I use from it. So this is not, and this is something I remember teaching to people at the time, it's not something that you learn once and then never use again. At least it wasn't for me. And I don't know if that's just because of my mm, psych training or just, you know, the coping skills I like to use or something like that. I'm just shifting in my chair because it's I've been sitting for too long. But I'll keep talking. It's fun. So, yeah, I thought I'd come up with a kind of list of things that I found useful. Now, remember, this is... It's mostly from the Hypnobirthing Australia program. There's different programs. Different programs teach different things. And I've had clients and friends and other people who've trained in other programs, loved it. I'm a believer that people just find what's useful for them. Um, but they are different for different reasons. So I can kind of only comment on my own experience as a person 
using it myself for birth and teaching it. And like a lot of these old hypnosis techniques, uh, they're part of, I guess, training for mindfulness and psych kind of, you know, there's so many things to do with um, trauma and hypnosis and anxiety and like just mindset stuff that all kind of like bounces off each other and fits together. So some of them might be a bit of a mashup. So the first one is, I don't know if it's called this in other programs, but in the Hypnobirthing Australia program, it's called the bubble of comfort. So it's a kind of as simple as it sounds in terms of a visual technique where you imagine yourself in a boat, in a bubble. Mine was pink. I can't remember if that's from the meditation. So it's easier if I just came up with that myself. But you're floating in there and you're safe and you're protected. And it's kind of like um, sometimes people use like a white light meditation. So you imagine yourself being surrounded by white light or something somewhere where you feel safe. Um, and I returned to that. Like I used that in my birth. I found in both of my births I needed something a bit, something a bit stronger, but it was helpful. And I still have used that. And I'll give you some examples of when I've used it. Um, a few weeks ago, I had my eyebrow marker bladding topped up. And it's like, it's not like my most comfortable thing to have done. The noise of the um, tattooing machine, the sound of like, sorry, this is triggering, but like the sound of someone cutting into your skin, even though you're anaesthetized and you can't feel it, the sound of someone cutting into your skin, it, it's not the most pleasant in my body experience. So I used, um, I returned to that, that sense of like the bubble of comfort, I'm safe, like my body's safe, all that kind of thing. Um, Sometimes people will refer to this as like a safe place visualization. Um, I like to sometimes add in the visual, which I did, I think mostly with my second birth, where you have like a sage, like a wise person, or it doesn't have to be a person, or a protector guide. And this is used sometimes in um, trauma therapy and different techniques as well, where you imagine someone, it can be a real person, a made up person, someone from a movie, someone you admire, who's there as your protector. So if you're kind of, um, you know, a spiritual person, you could bring elements in from that, angels, religious figures, whatever you're into. Um, but, you know, like it could just be like Bruce Willis. <laughs> I don't know. Mine in my second birth as my, I won't go into the details because it's potentially, you know, too traumatic to share without some sort of trigger warning. Um, it's fine for me to share. I've shared it many, many, many times, but I'm always mindful of re-traumatising people. So I'll just say um, when my shoulder dystosia baby was having some trouble getting out and that part where we had to get her out, I I don't know if it was my subconscious of what it was, but had this image of like a circle of warrior women around me and they were like not people from this era that I ever recognised. They were like Vikings or something. Um, which has been interesting for me because I have Scottish and Irish um, ancestry, but also as part of that, like an ancestry DNA test, I mean, they've got quite a bit of Nordic as well. So there's Vikings in there somewhere, <laughs> I swear. So I found that useful to imagine the bubble of comfort and also the protector guides around me. Um, another example I'll give you that I've mentioned in my first book, More Than a Healthy Baby, um, which is about birth trauma, coming with birth trauma, during a breathwork um, session, I had uh, like an image of a, like an old kind of cranky old crone, I want to call her. It was kind of just like 
you know, you can do this. Like not very like loving, supportive energy exactly. It was just like, come on, get on with it. You can do this kind of thing. Um, so she's someone who's come to me sometimes, just, you know, like a sage figure, again, a wise figure who has this presence that makes you feel safe, makes you feel protected. So I would add in that. Another technique I use is we could just call it the filing cabinet. That's kind of what I refer to it as now. So um, in hidden and birthing classes, you use this for a fear release. So if you've got someone who's got particular fears about the birth, this is a hypnosis technique that you can go in and use to sort through some of those, so to speak, um, you know, fearful ideas, memories, thoughts, sort them out. With the analogy that I like where, you know, trauma is kind of like a messy filing cabinet, really. Like if you just shove things in, sometimes they go to the right place and they get sorted and you can find them. Other times they sort of start spilling out, they're crumpled up, they're not organised properly. So using the actual um, visualisation, I guess, or meditation, you could call it that, whatever language you want to use, around going in and sifting through some of those things. And sometimes that can be sifting through memories and thoughts, like subconscious things that are hanging around that you want to clear out. Um, so we, you know, reorganise the filing cabinet or we put them in an incinerator, like see the thoughts or the pictures or the words or whatever it is on a piece of paper and then you put them in an incinerator and burn them or shred them. Or it can be used sometimes in like trauma work, again, where you don't have the time and the space to deal with something right now. So you're going to put it in like a, a safe and only you have the combination, only you have the key. So it's kind of like a combination of that and the safe place, but it's like a safe place for your scary unwanted thoughts until your next session or until you're not at the supermarket like dealing with a crying toddler or whatever it might be. So there's some techniques that I use. Um, they're not necessarily techniques that you would use on your own necessarily. They were tools that you would teach like supported so having someone guide you through it rather than just starting to go into this yourself um but it is a helpful technique and it's something I've used many 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 times since since birth anchoring with smell is another technique that I would say I learned from hypnobirthing so I've always been a bit of a <laughs> bloodhound with smell. I have a strong sense of smell. Um, and I think after having children, it's even stronger. I don't know if that's a thing, but it seems like a thing for me. So I still use techniques that I learned there to ground myself and settle myself in birth. Now, they're not necessarily the same smells. There's not so much, um, you know, clary sage oil and things like that. But knowing the oxytocin, response that kind of like connecting and bonding and calming response that happens when you pair the smell of the top of your child's head or the smell of your pet or your husband's old t-shirt or your partner's old bit of clothing lying around that doesn't like smell putrid <laughs> it just smells like them and it's comforting um like getting your own oxytocin bank topped up is a really, really helpful thing to do. And that's um, something I would recommend for anybody to use smell. Smell is the strongest association with memory that we have. So it's often the one that gets left out when we're talking about processing stress or anxiety or trauma or building connection, but oxytocin is pretty important. Um, and if it's not for oxytocin, it's building in your adaptive I suppose bank of like pleasant memories so um 
I know, for example, like the smell of lemongrass will take me back to a holiday in Thailand where I felt relaxed and chilled and didn't have a care in the world. I'm sure I did, but it's it's a smell I've conditioned myself to. And breathing techniques. Like I could go into this so much. I just want to see. I've made notes. What did I say specifically? Uh, the, yeah, the, I guess surge breaths is sometimes what they're called in hypnobirthing so breathing specifically for contractions there is a specific type of guided breathing to do with that and that has been helpful because I guess if you've ever done hypnobirthing um, a lot of the ways that people get you to practice is when you're in the bathroom (laughs) and to learn the association of when you are feeling watched and there's no privacy It's very difficult and sometimes painful to do what you need to do. So you need to feel relaxed, unwatched, and using like breathing, this concept of like breathing down, that's been helpful for managing other pain. Um, You know, whenever I, I don't know, hurt myself to remember not to like constrict and contract and tighten, but to actually do the opposite and kind of like, let go and breathe down and breathe purposefully obviously like this is a short segment I can't um talk you through all the breathing in it but if it's something that you're interested in I would say you will probably use this again with your own children as well when you're doing toilet training and all sorts of stuff um it's a very handy tool to learn different types of breathing for different things so um I've used that breathing not just the relaxation breathing but the controlled kind of um breathing as well when I had laser eye surgery so yeah I was um drugged up but I mean my vision before I had laser eye surgery was pretty bad so I was in a situation where I couldn't see anything and I had people saying don't move don't move don't move don't move because you have to stay still so that was like not a pleasant bodily experience so I what did I do use specific controlled breathing for that, which is partially what I learned in hypnobirthing Um, and also just techniques for like coming back into your body, which is a big part of trauma therapy and somatic experiencing. Um, Sometimes they give you like something to squeeze, like just to kind of keep in your body and get rid of the tension because you're not supposed to move. So that was helpful. The other technique I still use and still like, which I attribute to hypnobirthing, I probably would have learned it somewhere else along the way, but acupressure, like hands down, probably one of my top tools for labor. It's how I got through to unmedicated births. Personally, whatever you did in your birth is up to you. It's not my business, but for me, that worked straight for me. Um, So counter pressure on my hips, some specific parts in my back, Um, that were really helpful but one that I use a lot now still for nausea anxiety just to kind of ground me back into my body is this point in here so there's I I mean if you're listening to this (laughs) go and look up um, the HEGU point so H-E-G-U there's heaps of videos on YouTube you'll find it there and you'll get a much better demonstration than what I'm probably going to do but the fleshy bit inside between your thumb and your index finger to go on top and just press into it. And you'll know when you've got it because it will, with acupressure, you generally feel a little bit of a like, it's not painful, but it's just like, oh, that feels a bit funny. 
And then if you press into it, like you get a release. And so you'll feel, you maybe not feel it straight away, but with practice um, doing this, like you release beta endorphins. So they're the feel good, happy hormones that are more powerful than morphine. Like that was something I learned in hypnobirthing. None of my psych training ever taught me that, that natural occurring beta endorphins, which you can access through acupressure, through smell, through breathing, are way more powerful than morphine. That's amazing. That's stayed with me ever since. So learning some acupressure. It's also good when you're stressed to have something to do with your hands, right, and to teach your kids things like whether that is acupressure, whether it's, um, you know, tapping, using the emotional freedom technique or whatever it might be. Super helpful to have something to do with your hands because restless energy needs to go somewhere. We are still mammals after all. <laughs> we still need to move. Um, and then as a bonus... I also really liked, this is more like for a teaching example, I guess, but where is it? There it is. I still use this. Um, so what I'm holding is, it's a Chinese finger trap. It's a gag toy. I guess that's originally maybe how it started, but it's really useful for teaching people how to let go, right? Emotionally, physically, everything. Because the idea is you stick your finger in, right? It's just a couple of bamboo pieces twined together. But if you try and pull it off, well, actually, I'm relaxed, so that's not a very good example. But if you try and pull it off and you're tight and you struggle, it traps your finger and you can't get it out. And so then it's sort of like, I guess, a bit of a metaphor for when you are tight and constricted and stressed, it's a lot harder for your muscles to release, right? So um particularly with birth, your muscles, the muscles of your uterus need to be relaxed in order to do what they need to do for it not to be like agony, really. And that's, I'm not saying that as a comment on anybody's pain tolerance or anything like that. It's just the physiology of tight muscles are going to hurt. That's a no-brainer. If you are sitting like this all day, you know, with your shoulders up in a Zoom thing, <laughs> you're going to have sore shoulders. If you constantly like spent all day contracting these muscles and never loosened them they're going to feel tight right so the idea with this is you're teaching to breathe out release maybe give a little push right still not relaxed enough probably because i'm talking and then you get out so yeah i use the finger trap um i've used it with my kids sometimes to teach them about body tension and letting go and I've used it with training other perinatal psychologists particularly when people haven't been taught this information before because they've never trained in hypnobirthing or they haven't studied um you know midwifery or something like that understanding the muscles of the uterus or any muscles in your body but particularly for when does birth often become unstuck it's when people have fear when they have tension and when they have pain and anything we can do to release relax not contract the muscles, makes everything a smoother process. So that is a couple of techniques. What is that? Five techniques and a bonus that I still use from hypnobirthing. And my last hypnobirth was almost five years ago. So if you're considering whether it's a technique for you, I would say to consider just being mindful about which program you choose. They're not necessarily all the same. Everybody will find something that is right for them. I'm personally not a fan of stuff that gets people into their frontal lobe with counting um, and things like that too much. We want to be turning off counting. Like I think breathing 
for just breathing and not counting the breaths. That's maybe just a personal thing. I'm thinking about maths does not make me feel <laughs> relaxed. Um, so I liked the programs that I taught and used that there wasn't an emphasis on counting numbers, you know, four breaths in, four breaths out, anything like that. But also, uh, you know, if you're ever made to feel like you did it wrong, or that you gave up too early, or sometimes you hear about the like natural or nothing kind of messaging. Um, there can be a kind of toxic positivity culture that exists in hypnobirthing communities, not all of them, but in some. I know there are because I've heard stories of women and partners coming away saying I was made to feel like because I had a C-section or because I chose this or because I did or didn't do that, I didn't do it right and I should have tried hard enough. So I would say any technique that is claiming that you should do it exactly the way that you're told to do it and not like use your own choice and use your own preferences that's it's not what it was ever set up to do this is supposed to help you not make you feel like you did it wrong or you made a bad choice um so be discerning about that it's all about empowering you and giving you a bunch of different tools and a bunch of different strategies and not all tools and strategies work for all people um there are things from people about things that i went no that's not really for me didn't appeal to me so i didn't use it but there you go there's a bunch of tools i do still use so you've got to pick and choose what suits you and i would say you, i guarantee you're going to learn something that you didn't already know because i learned stuff that i didn't know and i already trained in perinatal psych so Give it a go. Hopefully that's of interest. I'll talk to you next time. Bye.